Hello there, this interview that you're about to hear was originally done by me, Sam Roscoe or Chris Prince for the Blue Moon podcast sometime between 2009 and now. That means if there's anything that sounds a bit out of date or if there's anything that's an obvious topic that we've not asked the guest about, it's probably because the interview is from a long time ago. This show is basically the Blue Moon podcast interview archive. All of the new interviews that we do with former City players and managers will go live on the Blue Moon podcast first, so if you like what you hear then please go and subscribe to that and there's a new show every Friday with a look at everything on and off the pitch for City. But for now enjoy the end of this generic recorded message and enjoy the interview with the person whose name is in the title of this episode. He was an absolute gem. Um, he was, it, it, you know, he, he, he got, he got uh, Malcolm Allison to come in and work alongside him as the coach. But Joe, they were a great partnership. They, they were, they were, he was like the steadying influence on on Alison. Alison could be a bit volatile, as you probably know. Um, I, I know he had, he had his fault, but he was a tremendous coach. Joe was the more laid back person who would take you to one side and explain things to you, and you know, in, in a proper manner. Whereas Alison would would probably bore you out. Um, yeah, Joe. Joe, as a man off the field and a person involved in football. I couldn't have wished to have met a, a better person. He was absolutely brilliant for me. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Malcolm Allison as well there. Uh, was it just two very contrasting styles between the pair of them? Is that why they work yeah, so yeah, well? Yeah, I think so. They say they say uh, they say opposites attract, don't they? And you know, he, he was the he was the one who would uh, brilliant mind. I think they say he was way ahead of his time in coaching wise. There wasn't a day in training where you didn't enjoy it. He, he just made it absolutely enjoyable coaching. Um, but he knew what he wanted, and he knew what people wanted. He wanted people to do, and if they didn't do it, he would tell them in no uncertain manner. Um, but as I say, he was he was a tremendous coach. I think Joe was more laid back, and he would just add his uh, add his um, two pennies. Uh, and I think between them, they picked the team. But I think Joe had more more of a say in in, in what the team would be. Um, yeah, I can't I can't praise Joe Mercer high enough. What what was that city team like that that you came into in uh, in the sixties? Yeah, well, the first, the team I played in it was a bit of a mi- mismatch because I think they'd had, they'd been under terrible uh, the season before. They keep talking about there were only five and six thousand people turning up the game. I think they were really in the doldrum. But Joe, when Joe came, he, he made a couple of signings. I think Mike signed Mike Summerby, um, George Aslock, you know, a couple of others. And it was just trying to get uh, pieces of a jigsaw together. I think I I I was very fortunate to get into that team at the time when um, they had a, a, a brilliant captain called Johnny Cross and a little Johnny Cross and a little Irishman. Um, he was a fantastic footballer, but he was he was again a, a, um, not not volatile. But he would he would uh, as a captain he would tell you when you weren't doing something you should be doing. Um, there were various characters in the team. I think Jimmy Murray was playing centre forward. Glenn Pardo was playing, but he he was playing. Uh, I think he was playing in the forward line. Neil Young. Um, who else was it? We signed Colin Bell uh, during the first during towards toward the end of the first season. I was there. We won the second division. Colin Bell from Berry. Now now there now you're talking about a proper footballer. Um, they go on about. Um, some of the and Lee and people. Colin Bell for me was the one that made uh, Manchester City tick at that time. But it, it takes all sorts. It is, and, that, and that's what it was. It was a, it was a team. It, 
there weren't individuals at that time. It was it was a team. Everybody looked after one another and they played as a team. It was uh, it was absolutely brilliant to play in that team. You mentioned the Division Two title there. Did, could you sense what was what was being built at City around that time as well? Well, I did. Yeah, I did because um, the, the old atmosphere around the dressing room and, and, the, and the club, it just felt that you were going somewhere. You were going to win something. Um, and this was instilled in us by, by the coaching staff. Um, nothing was left to chance. We trained hard, um, did all the work, and, and it paid off on, on the Saturday. We, 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 just, we just felt that we couldn't get beat at all. And if we got a bad result, we, we were back in on a Sunday training, you know. It was it was it was just uh, just phenomenal playing in that team. Yeah, what uh, what was Main Road like at that at that time as well? Well, it was a, it was a big big stadium, isn't it? Main Road. Um, I, I would imagine when it when it's not very the crowds are not very big, it's, it, it seems a bit obsolete. But when it's full, um, we had some really big crowds in, in that season, especially in the first season in the first division against the likes of United and Liverpool and things like that, Everton. Um, it was, yeah, it was, well, it's the old style. I, I don't know, all the grounds today seem to be looking alike. It's just a bowl, isn't it, with seats in. Uh, in them days, every ground had its own character. And I think uh, that was part of why you did well at home. You, you were used to this, um, you were used to the environment at home. And it, it, it sort of gave you a one-goal start, really, when you were playing at home. No, it was it was uh, it was brilliant playing in that stadium. And, uh, yeah, I, I, oh, I played in all the big stadiums now, but Main Road was always a, a good one to play in. Now, when it got to uh, the title-winning team in in '68, uh, I mean, you, you played five games in that in that title-winning yeah. team. What what, yeah, what was I, it like I, to be a part of it? Well, it, it was brilliant, but I just felt I just felt a bit left out at times because I had a terrible uh, Achilles tendon injury. And it, it took me it took me ages to get over it. I, I, when I originally got it, I think it was in pre-season, so I missed most of the pre-season on that that year. Um, tried to get fit by resting and coming back, breaking down, coming back, breaking down. And then um, they decided last chance was to have an operation on it, um, and so I was operated on uh, by one of the directors, actually, Dr. Rowe, who was a director at the City. He operated on, and, and it was a successful operation. I still took a while to get back in, uh, into into training again and get fit. But um, yeah, it, it was uh, it was a bit of an odd scene. I I didn't feel yeah I didn't feel really a part of it because you were outside looking in, um, and the odd games that I did get I, I really enjoyed. But um, you say the team was set in stone most of the most of the year. Um, probably only about 12 people, 12 or 13 people, basically used um, uh, in, the, in the actual team. So, um, yeah, although I was, I was well pleased that, uh, that we won the league, I, I just felt a little bit out of it. But now they're talking about this medal thing. Well, I've just rejuvenated my enthusiasm for that year because uh, it would be sensational if I could uh, just get a medal. I was I was going to ask have you have you heard anything about that? Do you know uh, Do you know what the latest is? Haven't, I haven't. No, uh, the the article broke in the in the in the Sunday paper, um, and then I got a message from uh, Ollie Hamer at City um, saying that the club were working on it, but I've not heard anything since. So 
we just have to wait and see. I mean, if it happens, it happens. Uh, but um, yeah, it'd be, it'd be great. It'd be great for myself. Bobby Kennedy was the same, uh, and there were Harry Dowd, who sadly passed away a few years ago. I mean, uh, now you're talking about there a, a proper gentleman, a real good character. They were all they all were at main at main road. Um, so I just hope it happens for, for, for all of them. Well, I was going to say, what what would it mean to have your contributions to that season recognised like that? Yeah, I, it's brilliant, especially, I mean, it's Manchester City, isn't it? You can't get much bigger now than, than Manchester City. So to be uh, to be looked on as something, like part of the history and part of something you built, um, well, it's just, it's just a dream, just an absolute dream. I mean, uh, the article that broke in the paper on Sunday was, I think, more basically because I'm 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 black origin, uh, and I think that was the angle that the that the, that the, um, the article in the paper was about. Now that is one side of it that um, it was a little bit tainted in some ways in the game because I I did get a little bit of abuse, not particularly from spectators because to spectators in them days it was a novelty. To see a black person, but um, it was more more opposition uh, opposition than abuse that I got. So I learned to I learned to um, put up with that and uh, managed to get through okay. You were Sorry. City's first player of uh, of black origin, as far as I can uh, tell. Looking yeah. back through the through the history books, um, what what was it like playing football like in that environment at that time? Yeah, uh, yeah, like I said. It wasn't. It, it was more of a novelty for, for spectators because um, there weren't many about. I can, I can only remember probably two or three at, at most it, it, when I played. Now, now it's uh, there's a majority of black players playing. I think, um, but um, yeah, the, the, it, the, the only problem I had was, was with opposition players. But that was just part and parcel of playing football. It, it, I I was regarded as a tough tackling uh, player, and I, I used to get stuck in. Well, if you do that to ball playing opposition, they're, 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 you, you know they're going to uh, respond in some way. Uh, it's usually verbally, but um, that was just like water off a duck's back for me in the end because I've, I've learned to live with uh, the colour of my skin all my life. What what would it mean to you to to, to- medal as as what I think would be the first black player to get that title winning medal at that time yeah, well it, it's obviously going to be a, an honor for me and I've never looked at it like that but um, yeah if, if that's if that's the case um, I'll be more than more than uh, happy to take on that that honor of being the first what do you think about um, the the current environment around race um I don't know. I, I don't know what the situation. I've never. I'm not spoken to any of the black players at City, but I would imagine it's um, it's a bit different than when I played uh, because, well, you, you know, through the 70s, I think it, it was his worst patch, wasn't it? When when you know anything anything went, you could say anything and, and get away with it. But it's good to to, to see people coming out and, and talking about it and saying this this shouldn't happen in this day and age. But people are, I think people will always have, a, have some sort of gripe. And it uh, sometimes comes down to the fact that they, they failed in their own, their own stream and they've got to have somebody to blame. So they look at somebody that's different 
uh, and blame them. But um, yeah, hopefully one day it'll it'll all be uh, it'll all be in the past, and we can all get on and, and play together. As you know, colour skin won't matter. Just a, a quick question on City now as well, because obviously you look at, at where City are with uh, with Pep Guardiola and, and the titles that they've won recently. Um, mm. it, it, it looks a completely different club to the one that that, that uh, was winning the titles in the sixties, and uh, you know, and, and, and with, yeah. that you were part of. What 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 do you make of the change that City have gone through? Well, the, the game the game has changed completely, hasn't it? I mean, uh, style of football has changed. I mean, if someone if you if you took somebody out of nineteen sixty and brought them back to watch football today. They think they were watching a foreign game, a different game. It's just changed completely. Um, I don't know whether it's for good or bad. Sometimes for good, some some bad. I watch games and sometimes I, I get quite annoyed because I'm sitting there waiting for something to happen. And then all of a sudden, uh, De Bruyne or somebody or, or, you know, will, will do something brilliant and you're on the edge of your seat watching and thinking, well, that's fantastic. But, we have fantastic players nowadays. It's just you cannot compare um, football today with yesteryear. I think it's the same game, same rules, some of the same rules, but um, it's the same game. You, you, you're trying to get the ball in the opposition's goal, and that's that's the top and bottom of it. Try and keep them out and score, score more one, score one more than the opposition. That's that's what the game is about. 